this day a reading from the book of St. Mark in the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. For they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud came a voice, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly they looked around, and they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Gear shift time. It's time to change entirely our orientation. Lego said so because we started this with Jesus and God. We're finishing this season with Jesus and God in an entirely different fashion. Now, what's beautiful about this is, boy, does this sound like parts of our lives? I'll give you an example. This came from a colleague of mine in Manitoba. She said one of her parishioners had walked into a doctor's office one day. Now, this man was renowned. He had many degrees. He was an expert in his field. It was wonderful. And he comes in and sits down before the doctor when he's called. And the doctor looks at him and says, Well, how'd you get here? And the man said, Well, I had a referral. And the guy said, And who'd you get the referral from? And he said, My GP. And this man said these wonderful words of wisdom. So what useless piece of advice did he give you? And the man said to him, well, he told me to come and see you. Now there is humbling. He's been taken down about six notches all at once. And that's exactly what's going on here is I need to get your attention for what's coming next. Because, yes, this is a glory moment. Yes, this is a wonderful moment. Yes, this is an awesome moment. Yes, this is a power of God moment. God is speaking. God has words to say. You pay close attention. And there's a reason behind it. I'll come to that in a minute. 
On the one hand, it's actually two events together. You have Jesus talking with two other people. I could spend the rest of the morning doing things around Moses, doing things around Elijah. That little piece of text we just read from Elijah, uh, from Second Kings, rather, from Elijah, that's just the small piece that's the tail end of his ministry. What we're reminded about is this is God who is there, and they shouldn't be surprised that all of this is dazzling. I refer you, Exodus chapter 34. If you're not familiar with that, read that chapter again. It's in our history as Jewish people. Or on the other hand, the power of God. It's in our history as Jewish people. 1 Kings 19 with this same guy, Elijah. Take a look at that. That is only part of the surprise. The other part of the surprise, though, is that God shows up and says, yes, I'm going to bless the rest of Jesus' ministry from here. And they're going to need it. Because, you see, you have to have mountaintops when you get to valleys. And that's exactly how it works. We all have pivot moments, my dear friends, in our lives when we make choices and sometimes we don't even realize the choices we're making are going to have long-lasting consequences. There's a young woman has finished her first degree at the University of Alberta, and she's wondering if she should go ahead and take a second degree because she really, really wants to be involved in journalism and she's going to move to the University of Ottawa. Doesn't know a soul in Ottawa, doesn't know a soul in the Ottawa Valley. That decision is life-changing. You get life-changing decisions where you say, yes, I think we'll have children. And for those of us who have children, you know this fact for truth. Life will never be the same again. Not ever. It's just not going back. We make decisions. Some of those are really, really important. I'll give you one more example of that. There's a young man who's been on the road for three and a half days. And in that three and a half days, he has not eaten. Nothing. Not a thing at all. And he needs God, so he starts praying the Lord's Prayer, and he has to stop. He can't get past it. He gets to that part about, give us this day our daily bread. Full stop can't do it. He can't move it because he has not gotten his daily bread. Not today, not yesterday, not the day before. All right, Lord, he says, where is it? Now, what's going to happen is something's going to show up that he doesn't expect at all. Because coming down the road behind him is a vehicle that pulls over and stops and says, hey, kid, need a ride? This is an older guy. 
It's pushing on for midnight. He says, get in. The next decision he's going to make is going to change his life. And no, I'm not going to tell you what it was. But it did. It changed his life permanently from then going forward because of two things. One, what he received from God, and two, how he heard again for the last time before he finally caved the call of the Lord. Yes, by the way, he is a minister. Won't tell you what church, that's not relevant. But we make decisions. Right now is a pivotal moment because we're about to make a decision. We either enter the journey that's coming up that's 40 days leading to Holy Week and Easter, or we don't bother. The choice is ours. Now, what are we going to do about it? Amen. Amen.